doing up there? Do we have problems? Okay, good, good. In a series called The Circle, The Circle, and uh, I, I chose that title because Jesus had a circle. He had about 12 disciples, remember, apostles. One of them bit the dust, didn't he? Judas, okay? Whatever happened to Judas? Well, went out and killed himself, didn't he? That's what the Bible says. Matter of fact, we're going to see a passage today, if we get to it, that talks about that. But uh, that circle, <laughs> Jesus was the center of that circle. And now he's crucified and he's resurrected. But these boys are running for the hills. They are scared to death. And I thought it was appropriate, not only because of Easter, to talk about the disciples, but also talk about it because that's where our world has been. Scared to death. Somebody told me this morning, they talked to a man who said, I'm just terrified. I'm horrified. I'm scared to death. This is a big grown man. People have been shook, shaken. Okay? And uh, anyway, I'm not going to get sideways on talking all about that. But I know this. The disciples had a lot worse than the coronavirus. You hear me or not? Because the Jews and the Romans were coming for them to cut off their heads. Now that's a big deal. Amen say. And they were just slaughtering believers in Christ. And so this circle that Jesus left to proclaim the gospel. I mean, all he did, he died on the cross, he rose from the dead. I mean, is it all going to be for nothing? Because without faith you can't believe and without hearing the story, how can you believe it? Yes or no? So these guys were, and women as well, believers were to propagate the gospel. And it wasn't happening. Y'all hear me or not? Say. So they were scared to death. That's been my series. And we've seen them scared, fearful, denying, all this kind of stuff. Last week they, they were moving, but they were moving in the wrong direction. Remember that? And uh, Jesus lovingly dealt with the disciples on the Sea of Galilee. And then he talked to Peter. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Right? Yes or no? So let's pick it up right there and let's see what we can find today. This circle, is the circle ever going to get any better? Pop it up, Rods. Let's go to town, buddy. Here we go. What we got? The circle of following. Look at that. Look at all those little chess pieces. I see them, buddy. Keep going. Keep pushing. Amen. If you're with us online or here today for the first time, I use this screen to help us. Amen. It's my big giant Bible. That's what it is. Say that scripture with me. It's something you should memorize the rest of your life and never forget it. Say it with me. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound. How many of you were just devastated in your life before and you needed a sound mind to get you through the crap you were facing? Yes or no? I'm talking about, I mean, it was rough. I needed some wisdom from God Almighty himself. Amen. Okay. Let's say that scripture again, buddy. Let's pop it up. Say it with me, church. For God hath not given us the spirit of what? So that didn't come from the Lord. Yes or no? I'm fearful. I'm horrified. I'm terrified. Did not come from the Lord. You can face situations in your life without being horrified, petrified, scared to death, and just a, a wreck. Yes or no? Somebody's got to stand up and say, look. This is the way we're going to go right through that door right there. Okay, say, you with me or not? Because I know one thing, there's a hole going right through there. Somebody's got to do that. God's will is not for us to be fearful people. 
So He ain't giving us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power. I can do all things through who? Christ who strengthens me. And of love. And of love. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your who? This is what God's given us. And a what? Sound mind. Amen? We're to hide God's word in our heart that we won't, that we won't sin against Him. The entrance of your word, God, gives light and direction in my life. So that's God's will right there. Y'all hear me or not? Y'all okay? Am I too loud, too much on you today? All right, because you're going to have to put up with it. Here we go. When Jesus was crucified now and even resurrected, he was not the center of the disciple circle anymore. Not to say they weren't believers, not to say they weren't disciples of Christ, but Jesus was no longer the center of their circle. See, fear is two curves that shares a common center. Okay? That's what, that's what a circle is. It shares a common center. Well, Jesus had been their center. And, and they waffled a lot, even when he was with them. They waffled and moved back and forth because they're people just like us. However, when he was resurrected, when he crucified and resurrected, no, 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 no. He was like way over to the side somewhere. Amen? He didn't leave them, but they certainly left him. Amen, say. And so they're full of fear. Something's going to take that center spot in your life. You can argue with me that the cows come home. Yeah, but, you know, I had people write me online and some things like, you know, God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And so they almost want to justify their fear by that last part, sound mind. It's never a sound mind to fear. It's never a sound mind to fear. Fear is a desire, Webster says, to escape danger. There's nothing wrong with escaping danger. I get that. But we are to fear the Lord. We're, he, that's the beginning of wisdom. We are to know no matter what happens to me, God is with me and God will help me. And I can still have a brain at the same time. Yes or no? But there is no, there is no good scripture that you're going to get out, you're going to find that says fear is a good thing for my life. Unless it's fearing the Lord. Y'all hear me or not? Y'all with me so far? So fear is a choice. It's a desire. We saw that over the last several weeks. The resurrected Christ now met with the disciples two more times. He met with them two times, miraculously and super, supernatural, but they were still a mess. He met with them with, uh, without Thomas present. Then he met with them with Thomas present. Keep going. And they were struggling bad, man. They were struggling bad. And the disciples moved from that locked room that they were in. It seems like they went back up to where they were from to the Sea of Galilee. Y'all with me so far? We're, we're covering some re- repeat ground here. So now they're up on the Sea of Galilee. They're going back to their old way of life, fishing. Does that sound like they're going back to following Jesus or going back to following whatever? How many would put your hand up and say, I, I was a believer in Christ and I walked away for a while from the Lord. Let me see some hands and I'm just telling you the truth. Yes or no? See? It happens. And you, you, if you look back at that, you probably find there's some fear somewhere in there. Certainly some pride and wanting to do it your way, etc. Sin. But the bottom line, the disciples were moving away from the Lord, not closer to the Lord. They were moving. We got them moving finally. The room, they're out of that room, thank God. But they're going the wrong stinking way. So Jesus meets them again, struggling. What's the word struggle mean? We saw it last week. It means to what? Strive. And to do what? To wrestle within. You're never supposed to struggle with your relationship with Christ. 
He loves you. Well, maybe if I try a little harder, he'll love me a little more. That's bull. He gave his life for you. He loves you to pieces. I've forgiven you as far as the east is from the west. I love you. I gave my life for you, crying out loud. I made you in my image. In my, but now, if you, maybe if you put ten more dollars in, I love you a little more. You are crazy. Our relationship with Christ is never meant to be a struggle. But because we have flesh, because we have the devil, and we have this world, it is a struggle. But that's not God's will. You hear me or not? This is the one thing we ought to go to bed every night and go, well, thank God, at least I got this. Hallelujah. Amen. And get up every day and say, you know what? If God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. Good stuff. So the disciples were struggling bad. As followers of Jesus Christ, they weren't called to struggle and nor are you. You're called to do what? You're called to do what? God doesn't say, struggle with, get, struggle to get to know me. Strive to get to know me. Wrestle with me to get right with God. Now, you know what he says? He says, believe me. He says this word, repent. Getting right with God is not a struggle. It's turning. Whoop! And there he is. Hallelujah. Amen. All the time was right there. We're the crazy one, not him. So, they struggled. And they had unbelief. The disciples. We're talking about the disciples. I hope I'm not losing you. I'm trying to do two things at once here. This unbelief led them to rely on their own what? And their own abilities. So it led them back to doing what? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look. They saw amazing things with Jesus. The miracles they saw, the things they did. He's gone now. So what, what they got left? What, what, what can they do? They can just go fishing, brother. About all they got. But when you use your own strength and your own abilities... You can accomplish nothing, the Bible says. Jesus met them, though, at the Sea of Galilee in their struggle, in the middle of their struggle. Can you say middle? Middle, middle of their struggle. And he did what? Say, this is my words. Why don't you say them? And he what? Lovingly, yet what? Say that again. He what? Lovingly, yet? It's amazing where the church is today. If you're loving, 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 everybody will love you. I'm sorry, that's just not how you get stuff done in life. I love you, my, my children. I love you, little children, you know. You've been doing whatever, my little young'uns I've got. I love you, I love you, I love you. I wish you wouldn't have done that, but I love you, I love you. <laughs> I love you, but I'm going to whoop your tail. You got that right now, say. I love you, that little phone you like, gone, gone. You hear me? And that's the way Jesus is. Jesus lovingly dealt with Peter. Remember? Now we just see the picture of Peter. Don't think the other disciples weren't included as well. But he said, if you love me, if you love me, get your stinking tail out of here. And you get back to where you're supposed to be. And you feed my lambs and you feed my sheep. You hear me or not? Thank God he's dealing with them. Did it work? Well, he met with them. He helps them with their fear and their failure. That's what we all need at times. Amen. So the circle of following. We've seen the circle of fear, the circle of struggling. And now we're on the circle of following. At least it sounds a little better, doesn't it? A little good news is coming. And this is for your life as well. What's the word follow mean? I've been having old Webster with me this whole little series. The word means to go after. Say that with me. The word follow means to what? It means to what? Adhere to. Webster says this in his dictionary. It means a what? 
Well, what? Didn't Jesus say, leave your nets, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men? Did he say that? So many of our definitions that we get in the dictionary come from the Bible. Did y'all know that? But we're not a Christian nation. No, we are. Y'all hear me or not? Okay? Now, there's a whole force that doesn't want us to be, but we are. And so it means to go after, to adhere, and to be a disciple. So far, pop it up. Oh, back it up. Back it up. Has the disciples been going after Jesus up to this point? Yes or no? <clears throat> Have they been adhering to what he said? Yes or no? <clears throat> Have they been good disciples up to this point with him after he resurrected? Or have they been bums? Bums. Fearful. <laughs> this gospel is never going to get to us if these jokers don't get their act together. Amen. That's what we're talking about. So, that's what the word follow means. Keep pushing me now, buddy. Thank you for your patience back there. You know how I am. I think you know this. When I read the dictionary and I look up words, I always like to look at the word before and after. You should do that with your Bible. Instead of you getting a verse, well, the Bible says this right here, and you go off a deep end, why don't you read the verses before it? Why don't you read the verses after it? And if there's other verses in the Bible that maybe talk about that, go over there too before you become a lunatic. I think it's good in the dictionary too. If you look at the dictionary, you're looking at a word, go ahead and see what's before and after it. But this is the way I do it. Okay? So what's the word before follow? It's that word folk. We ain't talking about folk music. We're talking about, that word means ordinary people. That means ordinary people. I find that interesting. God has called ordinary people to follow him. Quit making excuses about your fear. If you're watching me online, listen to me, all of you. Quit making excuses about your fear. God has called ordinary folk. These people that are rising up and being strong during problems, listen. People like my mother who lived with a demon, who lived with a man who shot and killed her, the, the, the pain she went through, the endurance she must have had to have. She was a regular woman with the power of God in her life. Amen. That can be you. Say, that can be me. That can be me. Say it again. That can be me. I can have the power of God. I don't have to fear. I can have, a, I can have power in my life. I can. I can have a sound mind. I can have this. Yes or no? I don't have to be a lunatic my whole life. Amen. Say. And so, I love that. That that word folk appears before follow. The word after follow is the word what? Folly. Which means mad. The person's mad. They've lost their mind. It means foolish. Are you going to follow? I know you're just ordinary like me. Or are you going to be a fool? Yes or no? Say. It's a fool to not follow Christ. It's a foolish thing to not follow Christ. It's a foolish thing. When you go through problems, like I went through years ago with my marriage, it hurt me so bad. When I was hurt so desperately... That I was so foolish, I, if I'd have had a gun, I would have shot myself. How foolish would that have been? Yes or no, say. Guys, fear is not a good thing. Say that with me. Fear is not a good thing. Like the band sings, fear is a what? Fear is a... Say it loud. Fear is a what? Absolutely. And it's just been lying to these disciples, and they ain't getting a dime's worth of nothing done. And now Jesus is helping them. He's called them to follow now, it's funny, though, that what followers of Jesus are called in this world, we're called what? <sighs> we're called fools. That's what the Bible says. That's not bad. We're fools for whose sake, the Bible says. We're fools for whose sake. Fill the blank in. Fools for 
Christ's sake. Amen. We're fools for Christ's sake. Just spell my name right. I'm a believer in Jesus. Spell my name right. I want to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, and mind. Love my neighbor as myself. I know I'm not perfect, and I surely screw it up sometimes. Pray for me. But I want to be a fool for Christ. Amen. Say, look at me how big I am. I'm 6'4", running about 250 right now, 255. And that's being nice to my weight right there. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everybody who believes. Amen. During this whole thing, a lot of people are acting like church didn't matter. Hello. Tell them hello. Church matters. Did you know I saved at church? How many were saved at a church? Let me see. You got saved. You put Christ in your heart at a church. Pretty important, isn't it? It ain't pretty important. How many did that here? Let me see your hand. I put my faith in Christ at Fellowship Church. Let's praise the Lord. Come on. Thank the Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, to follow means to hear to be a disciple, and God uses regular folk, and if you don't do it, it's folly. You're out of your mind if you don't follow the Lord. Did you hear me? He's saying, I was out of my mind. I said it, I'll say it again. You're out of your mind if you don't follow Christ. You're out of your mind if you keep saying, I'm good enough to go to heaven. You're out of your mind. God didn't send his son to die on a cross so you could get up some other way. Got it? Keep looking. It comes down to who you're going to believe, and i got to quit. Roger, in about 15 minutes, we're done. Who are you going to believe? Let's look at it. God, or are you going to believe somebody else? The world, the flesh, and the devil. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to follow, God or yourself, somebody else, or Satan? Who are you going to follow in your life? Who are you going to follow, disciples? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? It's God or Jesus, or what are you going to do? Yes or no? Say when you don't have the Lord, you look like a crazy person over here. I'm telling you right now. With God, how do I follow the Lord? I have faith in Him. Without, it, without Him, it's impossible. When I follow the, word, the world, the flesh, and the devil, I have what? Fear. Look at this right here. When I follow God, I what? When I, when I follow the world, flesh, and the devil, I do what? Well, that's what they were doing. When I follow God, I what? I do what? When I don't follow the Lord, I follow this, I do what? Pretty simple, isn't it? You put that in any part of your life and you see if it don't follow, if it don't flow just like that. Okay, so who are you going to believe, man? And if you follow the Lord, you're going to be what? If you don't follow Him, but you follow the world, the flesh, the devil, yourself, somebody else, Satan, you're fearing, you're struggling, you're running, you're a what? You're the one who's crazy, not me. Got it? Amen. Come on. We made it that far, Raj. That's our first hurdle. See how much farther we can get. Here we go. Let's go to the Bible. He meets with them again. Y'all ready? I'm going to read now. Ready? Here we go. Here we are. Where are the disciples? Well, they're not in Sea of Galilee anymore. They're starting to follow him now. Let's read it. Luke wrote this, a doctor. During this crap we've been going through, this appropriate, we read a little something from Dr. Luke. How about that? The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Until the day in which Jesus was taken up after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given his commandments unto the who? The apostles that he had chosen. Now, he, so far he met with them twice in Jerusalem for sure. He met with them on the Sea of Galilee. So he's met with them how many times? A fourth time's coming. There could have been more. 
to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Jesus showed himself being seen of them for how many days? Forty days. Speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Somebody wrote, and I don't want to get sideways on this, but somebody said the beginning of this pandemic, when they really called it official, until they started loosening things, was May the 1st, was 40 days. It's just funny when you see 40 days, 40 nights, 40 this, 40 days of fasting in the Bible. Weird, ain't it? It usually means cleansing, that word, and it usually means change. Have you changed in these 40 days? Are you horrified, terrified? What were you before? No, I guess you changed, didn't you? For the worse. Have you changed? Have you changed? In church matters maybe a little more to you than it used to maybe? How many would say that? You think so? Have you changed? It may be family matters a little more. How about this? You know what? Farlow's is opening on Monday. Farlow's is opening on Monday. Guess who's going to be there celebrating their grand opening again? Gary. My reservation's set, baby. Have you changed and appreciate the conveniences of, of restaurants and, and mom-and-pop shops? And You understand or not? Yes or no? Parents, have you appreciated school teachers having your kids all day? Yeah, come on. Let's thank the Lord because these kids are about to drive us up a wall. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, here they are, 40 days later, almost. And here they are. Here's our word. What's the word assembled mean? What does it mean? Church. That's what the word church means, assembly. So here they are to gather the disciples. They've been fearful. They've been running. They've been struggling. And now they're together... And and Jesus is there, and he commands them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Boys, wait for the promise of the Father, which says he, said he, you've heard of me. I've been telling you. Guys, I'm not going to be walking around here resurrected any longer. This is on y'all now. I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. John baptized with water, but you're going to get baptized with the what? Holy Spirit, the living God. I'm going to leave, but I'm not going to leave you alone. The Comforter's going to come. So Jesus helped them now. They're starting to follow a little bit. He helped them with their what? Their focus. I want you to see the Scriptures. He helped them with their focus. Don't focus. He told His disciples on times and seasons. And I think that's happened in our church today in the world. I think more people know about more about this coronavirus than they know anything about the Bible. You can tell me Dr. Fauci and that woman doctor that helps up there on the stage with Trump and everybody and Mike Pence, but can you name the 12 apostles? Yes or no? Most of you say, no, I can't do that. Why don't you get in your Bible? Why don't you read your Bible? Why don't you let your faith become really real to you? For whatever time i got left on this earth, I'm going to make that real in my life. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. But here they are, just like we are, and they're in that meeting and... With Jesus. And when they were therefore come together, they asked of Jesus, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? They're still trying to look for a way out. They want him to ride in on a white horse. He said unto them, it ain't for you to know the times and the seasons. But the Father has put this in his own power. You think you're going to figure everything out in this life? 
pandemics, marriage, family, finances. You think you can have the cat by the tail all the time? You can't. You better hook your wagon to Jesus. So he's trying to help us with their their focus. Say that with me. Focus on what? How about we do that? No matter what comes in our life, I'm going to focus on doing what? Following the Lord. If you'll focus on following the Lord, it doesn't matter what comes your way. You'll make it through it. Did you hear me or not? You'll make it. How many made it through it? You made it through some mess. Come on. Did you make it through it? Yes or no? That's saying you're perfect. You'll make it through it better if you humble yourself and repent. Verse 8. He's talking to his disciples. One of the greatest verses in the Bible. You should memorize this forever. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. He's talking to loser boys. In Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. One of the greatest verses in all the Bible, isn't it? Acts 1.8. Focus on following the Lord, guys. Don't focus on times and seasons. Don't focus on this or that. You can't fix all that. Focus on what you can do. You be a witness for me. You stand for me. You be strong for me. You speak for me. You're going to receive the power to do what God's called you to do. Yeah, but. A lot of people think God's left them during this pandemic. People blaming God. Where'd God go? God ain't gone nowhere. He's a friend that sits closer than a brother. You hear me or not? You've got to receive the power to do what God's called you to do, regardless of the situations. And you're going to be a what unto me? A what? Yeah, but that was before this. What are you talking about? We need to be a witness. Some of our greatest witness comes through mess we go through in our life. I got a far more powerful witness because my mother was murdered. Far more powerful witness because I was married 28 years and I was left. I got a far more power. What people tell me, you're real. You're like us. Well, isn't that what the word was before follow? Folk? Ain't the preacher just ordinary like you is? Say. And what's the big deal? Well, we're both trying to not be a fool. How about that? How about that? And you're a fool to not follow him. I'm telling you. You will represent me, Jesus says to his disciples. You're going to represent me. I'm out of here, boys. In Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria. This gospel, what happened? I died on the cross. I rose from the dead. This is going to go around the world. People are going to go to heaven. They're going to be saved. You've got to stay with the plan, guys. You're going to be my representative. And you will not represent Christ if you're full of fear. Did you hear me or not? Don't act like you're going to do it. I'm scared. You know, I can't get by. God's picking on me. Oh, you're a great testimony for the Lord. You understand? If I don't have two dimes to rub together, he's been way too good to me already. Because this boy ain't going to hell. I'm going to heaven. My name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Praise the Lord. You ought to praise the Lord. Come on. Amen. Come on. So focus on following the Lord, guys. Focus on following the Lord, church. And when he has spoken these things, what? You never know. When he had spoken these things, they probably thought, well, we'll meet with him again next Friday. When Jesus spoke those things, behold, while they beheld, he was taken up in a cloud, received Jesus. Whoop! And he's been seated at the right hand of God the Father ever since, making intercession for you and me.
And while they looked steadfastly, where'd he go? Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which said, you men of Galilee, you dumb old fisher boys, why are you standing here gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, he's going to come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. Praise the Lord. Come on, say that with me. Come on, man. Let's thank the Lord. Woo! The question is, are you going to believe it or not? Why would I be terrified, horrified, scared to death if I know heaven's my home? And the Lord holds the keys to my life. Absent from the body, I'm what? Present with the Lord. God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. They were told, quit standing here looking around, boys. i got to quit. Go. Can you say go? Go. They returned. They returned to Jerusalem, which Jesus said, boy, now they're finally following, aren't they, guys? I mean, aren't they people? They're following him now. They returned from Mount of Olives, which is a short journey. I've been there many times to Jerusalem, just over a valley. When they were coming to the room, they went into the upper room where they abode Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon Zealots, Judas, the brother of James, not Iscariot. Keep looking. They continued. Look at the difference now. Is there a difference in the disciples? They're moving from fear to following. They got past the struggle. Now they're over here. How do you not fear in life? How do you make it through crap? Here's how you do it. You continue with one accord in prayer. Do you hear me or not? And in supplication. Also, the women were there. Don't forget the women, okay? Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. They're all together. So the difference now is now they're following the Lord. They're continuing where God said, stay in Jerusalem. They're doing that. Now they're starting to pray. Remember when this thing all went south? In the garden. Remember? Can't you watch with me one hour? It's all been downhill ever since. And now they're praying. They're in one accord. If you're a gossip, you run your mouth. You're the biggest one full of fear. You're the biggest one full of fear. We're not called to gossip on each other. Yes or no? Yes or no? We're called to have a church of one accord. If you can't be in accord with us here, find another church. I don't want you to screw up what we're trying to do. That's following Christ. Not trying to pick on anybody, but if that's you, I spelled your name, I guess. We don't want to do that. We're called to be in one accord, yes or no? That's why it's just a waste of your time writing me something ugly. You may as well just write somebody else. Write the family you got, because you probably talked that way to them too. This is victory, baby. I'm going to have a stroke. I know it. They re- re- rectified. Here's the last time. i got to quit. we got, we got communion. They rectified a situation. In those days, Peter stood up in the middle of the disciples. They were praying. They were in one accord. The number of the names together were about 120. He said, men and brethren, the scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spoke before concerning Judas. Isn't that funny? Peter's talking different now, isn't he? This is hilarious. He said, we got a Judas problem we got to talk about, which was guide to them that took Jesus. Judas was numbered with us. There's somebody missing in the room in there, guys. Judas ain't with us no more. Did you know life's going to throw you curves? And you have to deal with it. 
He had obtained a part of this ministry. I believe when Judas did what he did, I believe they loved Judas. I believe it killed all of them. I believe that was part of what led them down the bad path. This man purchased a field. Judas did with the reward of his iniquity. He fell headlong. He burst his bowels asunder and they just gushed out. He didn't, he didn't spare any details, did he? It was known unto all the dwellers of Jerusalem in so much that field is called in the, in the proper tongue, Akadama, that is to say the field of blood to this day. Peter said it's written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate. Let no one man dwell and his bishopric, let it be given to another. This was a prophecy that this was going to happen in the Old Testament. Jesus was going to be betrayed. And we've got to fill that spot, boys. If we're going to follow the Lord, we need a team. Say team. Come on, one more time. One more time. I fill that spot. Did you know the world doesn't revolve around you or me? Wherefore, one of these men which have accompanied with us all this time, the Lord Jesus went in out among us. We're going to pick somebody that's been here with us from the beginning at the baptism of John under the same day that he was taken up from us. He must be one that was ordained as a witness. He must have seen the resurrection of Christ. And they appointed two, Joseph called Versabas, and the other one was named Justus and Matthias. Okay? And they prayed and said, Lord, Lord, you know the hearts of all these men. Show us which of these two is going to be chosen, that they may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas the transgressor fell, that he might go to his own place. And the lot, they gave forth lots, and it fell on who? Who? Matthias. So who took Judas's place? What's his name? The team's back together, aren't they? Yes or no? Y'all ever watch the A-team? Remember that show back years ago? I pitied a fool. Remember him? The team's back together. They're following. They're following again. We're going to pick it up next week. How about that? Amen. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Good message today.